Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Hariom, and welcome back to Thinking is Free. My name is Akash, and we're joined by Ishanji. Hariom. So, in the last episode, we talked about society and the role that it plays, why we need it, its purpose and relevance. And um, it took me a while to get my thinking to kind of shift towards the macro level and understanding that, you know, it needs there to kind of serve as a, a framework and provide some sort of order um, for a group or population of people um, and that the the order or there's different types of order or frameworks that forms or the society follows or the, the group of people follow. Yeah. Um, and then we also talked about time frame as well and thinking or like the, the time, the thinking given to time around a society and where we kind of ended. We're going to talk about how we, what a spiritual society looks like or how we spiritualize a society or spirituality and society. Yep. Um, but what we ended with on the last episode was what your thoughts on the, the future of society look like. So maybe you want to start with where you think society is going in this current age, day. Right. So these are my thoughts and my thoughts alone, right? Yeah. It does not yeah. represent a particular ideology's thoughts or an organization's thoughts. These are how I think. Um, I think we are becoming more and more extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in what sense? In the sense that our focus is increasingly on external achievements, external um, successes, tangible outcomes. And at the same time, there is a part of the world which has achieved a lot of these external successes and they're starting to turn inwards, um, st- asking whether can true happiness or fulfillment and contentment be arrived at because they have everything and yet they're unfulfilled. Mm. So this play of those who do not have everything, wanting everything, and those who have worked hard and achieved a lot of these successes, now asking the question, there has to be something more. Where is it? Yeah. Right? Um, and this classical turn of individuals in the Western society towards spirituality, which is a gift from Eastern society. Mm. Um, we see it more and more today. And at the same time, we have individuals, majority of the individuals from the developing nations wanting to have all these facilities, all the luxuries, all the comforts that the Western society or the developed nations have achieved for themselves. And the individuals of the developed nations asking, wait, there has to be something more. I think I'm missing something. Mm. So 
there is an increasing awareness that materials and money does not equate to happiness and that there's something more that we need to figure out i think also just adding on to that i know you're you're sharing yours but just yes. i'm just adding on to that also just social acceptance and because that's quite a big yeah thing right now as well correct yeah right. um so we can factor in external ideas about success and happiness but when we look at at the end of the day when we try and evaluate and ask the question am i fully content am i happy we really can't say that yes we are so the direction in which the society is likely to move forward is how our thinking changes or how it continues to remain if the dialogue or the discourse that happiness is within it's something non tangible you cannot equate it to material success you cannot equate it to social acceptance you can't equate it to having x number of followers or mm. x dollars mm-hmm. then we really do stand a chance of moving in the right direction but if we do not then obviously our focus will remain driven externally um which i think in the last 200 years to achieve this external success we've compromised on the environment mm-hmm. the people around us ethics morality yep um we've paid a heavy price for it and if it continues it, it does quite paint quite a bleak picture of society yeah so those quite are my thoughts huh <laughs> quite grim yeah yeah but i think i think just the the same as well yeah i think and the choice is ours yeah right yeah. um and therefore the importance of having this conversation Mm. the choice is ours um what are th- our our thoughts on it and in which direction would we like to move yeah yeah changing changing the narrative of yes. society because i yes. also think the same as well when i speak to people or just watch yeah as well and you kind of think i think also having been born I think culture plays a big part in this as well or connection to culture and having been born in New Zealand my my parents were also born here my mum was born here and yeah. our parents or her parents and my great grandparents have migrated from India and so just the the connection that I have I see like the way i live my lifestyle is predominantly through the the western lens you know and then there's this mm. like in between space where they both merge they <laughs> they merge and understanding what that is but i feel like in in the the grand scheme of things that's kind of yeah we you kind of this east and west has this play yeah. you know, for for me personally with architecture i'm trying to look at how we can bring the eastern back through space yeah 
because I think envir- the environment has a strong influence and an impact on who we are as people. Yep. And can help to shape us. Yeah, so they they both offer different perspectives and we're not saying one is right and the other is wrong. No. Yeah. Um, it is a balance that mm. has to be achieved and that balance will be different for each individual um, at different points in time. But eventually one has to ask the question, is happiness within or happiness is happiness outside? That's what I was going to come to as well, is we've got to go back to rule one and understand the, the context of things. Yes. We're, we're talking about where true infinite happiness is coming from. Yes. When we're talking about what we're talking about right now. Yes. So when we talk about spirituality, as you said, rule one is happiness is within. Mm. Um. And because society is nothing but a group of individuals and the order created is to cater to those individuals, if we overlook this idea that happiness is within and the purpose of life is to discover that happiness which lies within each one of us, if this is overlooked, then no matter how much we achieve externally, there will be the sense of incompleteness, um, discontentment within. Mm. And happiness will always feel like a distant goal to be achieved by doing something more. And so when we say integrate, integrating spirituality into society, it is trying to create an order keeping in mind that happiness is within and then having these ways of life of interacting with individuals, whether we call them social norms or environmental interactions or economic transactions, all of it to be catered towards helping each individual discover their innate inner happiness. Do you, do you think this can be done? Because I'm thinking on a, if we're looking at on changing on a, a nation. Because mm. what some people might say is like, I understand there's also different, different, different like religions or ways of achieving this happiness, yes. You know, but the happiness we're talking about in the school of inquiry we're talking about is yep. through Vedanta, right? Yes. Well, I don't think it. We call it Vedanta. Remember, Hinduism is a new term coined mm-hmm. in the recent past. Prior to that, the religion was called Sanatan Dharma, mm-hmm. the eternal fundamentals that uphold society individuals. So Sanatan Dharma, the way it prescribes life is not for a particular group of people. It keeps in mind the human psyche. It's universally applicable. Hmm. Because that's what I was, that's what I'm worried about is like, you know, when we're saying this is how we're going to change the society and then it's like, well, everyone's going to follow the guy in the yellow. 
And then people are like, I'm what? not yeah. following that, you yeah. know? I've grown up as Correct. this, this, this. Correct. So there is this, it's not, you have to do it this way. Mm. Um, everyone's free to question it. Um, and there is an inherent logic to it that, and there's enough variability in what is prescribed so as to meet the various personality types that are naturally prevalent in any given population. Mm -hmm. So the idea is each one of us have certain innate tendencies. Yep. And they can change over time and that's absolutely fine. We are not fixed or boxed into one category. Recognizing what our personality type is. In Hinduism, we have broad classifications of four groups called the Brahmanas, the Kshatriyas, mm. the Vaishyas, and the Shudras. Yep. And this is based on their mental temperament. We, we covered that in yes, we have our covered earlier this. podcasts. Yep. Now, recognizing what my temperament is, when I start acting in line with my predominant personality type, I find work joyous. And I'm, I feel that what I do is worthwhile. It's fulfilling. It gives me happiness, contentment. And in the long run, when one works towards the welfare of society, doing what is natural to them in line with their personality, with their swabhava, mm. then one develops this capacity to recognize this inner peace and happiness. Right? It, it's like what we, the word that we use is vasanas. Yeah. These are inherent tendencies that we are born with. And as we start expressing them, and we do it with the right attitude, keeping everyone's welfare in mind, those vasanas, they start to reduce. And as those vasanas reduce, the desires reduce, the agitations of the mind reduce. And in a mind which is free of desires, which is free of agitations, it gains this capability to look within. And when guided, it allows it to recognize this inner happiness, this infinite, independent happiness, which is available to each one of us. But we fail to recognize it because of the presence of these vastness. So the whole societal structure that was created through the lens of Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism, the basis was the goal of life is attaining this infinite inner happiness. Mm -hmm. And everything else was only a stepping stone towards that. So how, how is society classified or how is society um, structured? It's got these natural variations to meet the temperaments present in the population. And so there'll be certain people who are thinkers, there'll be certain people who are leaders, there'll be certain people who are um, driven by money, mm -hmm. there'll be certain people who are efficient workers. And so 
when people are able to tap into their inner personality and work in line with that, no one's higher or lower. It's just they serve to, or they act in the world outside in society to make it run smoothly. And acting in this manner, in line with your personality, so you you're not nothing is forced upon you. You just recognize what is your personality type. You find a play your place in the world outside, in society, and you work towards the welfare of that society. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, one is able to a meet all their external needs because if you're doing your best catering to the society, why won't the society cater to you? So my external needs are looked after by the society itself. Yep. But more importantly, acting in this manner, I develop the ability to tap into that inner happiness. And therefore there is a clear picture or clear goal for the societal structure as well. It is not only external um, gains and successes, but it is catering to the innate need of every individual to find contentment and happiness within. And Sanatan Dharma caters to both of this simultaneously and this is what makes it so, so beautiful. Again, a person is free to accept or reject it based on whatever they think. Mm. But having thought of it myself to a certain degree, I've come to the conclusion that really there is no better way of doing things than this. In fact, there is no structural arrangement that caters for external welfare and inner satisfaction and growth simultaneously. This is the only one. And obviously there'll be different variations of this in different parts of the world, as long as these principles, both inner and external needs are being met. That societal structure is perhaps a good one to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. Do you think this uh, is... I see you have questions, so please ask. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if I was the... If you were the Prime Minister yeah. of New Zealand. Yes. How do we... How do we... How do we achieve this on a societal level with, with the, the, the learnings and the teachings you have without without saying that this is anything religious or I'm also thinking for someone who's listening mm. um, and we're not thinking on a national level but looking at a corporate you know in, mm. a, in a work environment that's right. still a society yes I, I think it can it has been incorporated in, into a corporate level mm. um, much harder at the societal level because it requires the buy-in of so many more individuals mm. yep Right. Um, and when we say in Bharat, in India, this kind of system existed, it took them hundreds and thousands of years to get integrated into society, this ideology. It wasn't done overnight. Yeah. Right. 
or at least it was done with the idea that there are people who know better mm-hmm. they've thought about things deeply and if they are guiding us let us give it a good chance right and today we do the same not every individual who votes really knows what the governmental plans are mm. right yeah they just trust that this person or this um group of individuals who are governing the society we put faith in them saying that they will make the right decisions for me so that inherent leap of faith is there is common to both but in this case because it is so dramatically different to what we have been used to it poses a challenge when it's when we ask the question can it be implemented at a national level but at a organizational level where i used to work there are these um what do you call them personality development workshops mm. yeah where you have a a life coach or a business coach come in and he runs through these exercises where he explains people that there are different personality types and he helps them find what is the right avenue within the business unit yeah. for an individual to act and prosper in you're a lion you're an owl you're this animal yes. this yeah, yeah so yeah, there are yeah, different yeah. variations of it. sometimes there's six different variations yeah. there sometimes there's four yeah. um sometimes it's done with okay. elements yep right um yep. that you're either a mountain or an earth or water or fire mm. right okay now i'm understanding how we translate what we're learning into how we can yeah um kind of employ these ideas into the the world yes yeah so at an org- organizational level we have seen it happen mm. and it, it, it it's a business um, practice today yeah in fact many businesses buy into it because of what it has to offer to them job satisfaction of an individual mm. retaining an individual is so so critical yep because the company is spending or is investing into the individual whether it's through training or paying them they don't want to see all that knowledge walk out the door just for because someone is getting more money elsewhere so how would you how would you employ this on a national level it remember if at an organizational level when it is implemented it is through the buying of every yeah. member so even this the because i'm trying to think on even this the smallest thing we can do yes what is that small change just that 1% thing because if we say we can't it's like we can say it's hard but i feel like there's still something we can do yes otherwise what we can do is start helping people understand that happiness is within yeah back to rule one <laughs> back to rule one and this is the appro- the spiritual approach to everything as long as we think happiness is outside right mm. this is on par with an individual saying more money equals better life not really mhm 
right to a certain degree when we at you know the first few jobs yes in a market where everything is getting more expensive we do need more money and we understand that but after a certain level it's not about the money job satisfaction is definitely not dependent solely upon the pay mm yeah there's so many other things to it what are those things mm. what is it that really makes an individual satisfied content happy yeah i've been working at my company for the last 7 years and yeah. i can 100% say it's not for the money it's definitely what the company believes in the relationships we have yeah. with people and perhaps you've been able to express yourself yeah. your innate personality that's right unlike anywhere else. Mm, that's 100% what it is as well. Right? You know, we've been given the um just the the space to create or bring our own learnings, our own culture, mm. our own values and thoughts into what we design and what we create. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The word agency is used. Yep. Yeah. So you know it is that idea of helping people understand that there is more to life when it comes to that fulfillment and contentment than external tangible mm. um benefits or results. There's there's something here that needs to click um where we are able to find that unique environment where we are able to express ourselves. and that's not it that it actions when dedicated towards societal welfare with a higher purpose brings us immense amount of fulfillment when i'm able to help someone along with helping myself as well it's not that i'm not catered for but the self inclusive approach which we also have spoken about i was just going to say that yeah you automatically get taken care of exactly yeah right and um over time i gained this ability to recognize that happiness is within yeah which if not um touched upon if not recognized there'll always be discontentment unfulfillment the sense of i have to do something i have to become something more so that i will be happy one fine day and it's it's an el- elusive goal which we are never able to achieve. Mm. Yeah. I think I think it's important that we talked about it because on a societal level like for the people like myself and people who are listening people like yourself like it's it's easier to say we'll leave it to the leaders of society to change the society. Mm. But like we said that's going to take years and years to change that thinking. And so or that I think it needs to be a ground up approach rather than That's a top down say. approach. Yeah. It it needs to be us. Yes. You know, and the the work that we do and like we you've said as well is that thinking on the self inclusive, you know, where we where I automatically get taken care of. Yeah. Through my service to other people and for my service to society. Yeah. I'm showing that, you know, happiness is it's like this podcast yes you know it's our service to the society to help the society understand 
or understand, you know, that happiness is within yourself. Yeah. And therefore, this is how we bring spirituality to the society and involve society. Mm. And automatically, us just sitting here and, and talking, we're already taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so it does start with education and, yep. you know, this kind of ideology was taught in the schools itself, mm. right? Yep. And therefore it did become universal at one point in time. Just like mathematics is universal today, how it is taught ground up. Mm. It's not enforced top down. Yep. Right, so it it does take time in the in the higher decision makers accepting this kind of ideology but once done and if it can be implemented at the ground level the grassroots level level it will seep in into the society and it will be there for a long long time to come yep so yeah it's good it's it's been a nice um play on like going from the micro to macro and then bringing it back into micro to yes. help the macro, you know? Yes. We need, a, we need to do the work to help the society. We can't just sit there and expect yeah. society's going to change overnight because it's not. It's not. And we're not doing it for anyone else. It's We're doing it for ourselves. Yeah. Right? Um, it benefits me first and then it ripples out into the society as well. Very good. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you as always, Ishanji, for guiding us through because you know, there are so many questions and so many ways we can look at it. Um, but just having you there to guide us through the inquiry is, is always appreciated. Always happy to talk spirituality. Cool. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, several projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Hariyom.